Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We have Washington's really best pundit, best, smartest pundit, Charlie Hurt, Washington Times opinion editor, Fox News contributor. Charlie, you're a prince for helping us out on the weekend. And, of course, you always oh, help man. us on Anything TV. Anything for you, Larry. No, no, you are the, always, you're the best. Always good to catch up with you. You know, Charlie, I was going to talk to you some more about why you and I are in the wrong business and we should be <laughs> We should be Nancy Pelosi, who just. Yeah, see, I think I think she's coming for you. She's going to start her own <laughs> business, uh, business <laughs> stock investing uh, 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 television program. I think she's. I, she could deplace us all. I know. She, she and her husband, you know, shorted Google just on the er, on the verge of the Department of Justice lawsuit, and they made $3 million from it. But I actually got something else for you that I found this morning uh, going through my emails. Did you know that um, President Trump, former President Trump, is sending out these, I'll call them policy videos? I wasn't really aware of this. Now, I get all his stuff, Make America Great, blah, blah, but I can't say as I go through all of them, but it is kind of interesting. I, I want to. I just want to get your take on this. There's one that came out yet yesterday. Uh, it's called "The Old Crow Is At It Again," and then he says, um, "Mitch McConnell is a stone cold crook and a rubber stamp for Democrats." President Trump calls on House Republicans to use debt ceiling and get it back. Now, here's here's the important thing. Why has McConnell become a rubber stamp for Joe Biden and the Democrats pushing through another $45 billion in Ukrainian aid, the omnibus spending bill, and the infrastructure bill to fuel historic inflation, costing every American family an additional $7,500 in living expenses? And then it concludes by saying President Trump is calling on House Republicans to use the debt ceiling to get it all back, take it all back now. Now, Charlie, I, I know he's attacking Mitch McConnell. Okay, I, I get that and so forth. But it is interesting that Trump uh, is calling on Republicans to use the debt ceiling to cut spending. Uh, he mentions the Ukrainian aid, the omnibus spending bill, and the infrastructure bill, and he mentions the uh, quote-unquote historic inflation. I mean, he's pushing the debt ceiling and then before that, as you may probably already reported on, he is saying, don't touch Social Security, don't touch Medicare, which the Republican leaders are not going to touch Social Security and Medicare. I've had them all on my show. And they, you know, to a person, they say that. But oh, it's such a lie. Right. That's the big. But, the, I, but that, the Democrats get to say it and, and the media runs with it. So, you know, wouldn't you tell the lie if it was as effective as it is for Democrats? Well, that's the thing. It's like the big lie. It's like some totalitarian. Yeah. You know, Joe Stalin type big lie. Uh, I don't know what's going to work. But it, are you surprised? It's interesting. You know, Trump, look, I was with him every day or several times a day for three years. He was never a spending cutter. That was not his thing. Right. Taxes, yes. Regulations, yes. Lots of things. But he is, uh, you know, joined to use the debt ceiling to cut spending. Stay away from Social Security and Medicare. Now, I think that's pretty interesting because he's the only only I'm going to candidate, if you will, who's really saying stuff. In other words, I'm not hearing DeSantis say that. I'm not hearing anybody say that except him. Anyway, what do you make of all that? 
So, so one of the things I thought was so interesting about Trump from the very beginning was he's the first Republican who came along because he is, like you say, he's a spending guy. Yeah. A, his, his whole career has been leveraged mm. on debt, and he, and he has his own 757 so, with his name on it. So it worked out for him. But, but he never promised anything different, which – and while I'm a, you know, I'm a fiscal conservative and listen to you know, your prescriptions for yep. these things – um, I, I admired the fact that he wasn't playing games with that and claiming something that that uh, that he then, which Republicans, all Republicans do, you know, they go in claiming to be spending cutters and then they go in and then they spend like drunken sailors. Mm. And so I sort of admired that. But but I agree with you. I, I have been, you know, he has taken a hiatus, uh, some of it uh, not by his own choosing, off of social media. You know, he's kind of stepped out of the, the spotlight. And apparently, and what I, I admire this tremendously, he's doing his homework, mm. and he's focused back on the things that we care about and the things that will make him a serious candidate, and and I firmly believe can get him reelected if he focuses on these things. And and this is a great example. He did another. He's he's talking about education. Mm-hmm. He's talking about mm-hmm. uh, he's he talking about a whole host of things that that, uh, that 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 they're policy things. And when you go back and you look at that extraordinary election in 2016, he didn't get elected by being a nice guy on Twitter. Mm. He, and, and the fact that he was a jerk. I, you know, I think it probably helped him, mm. but it, it in any event, it's it didn't it didn't um, it didn't hurt him. But the real reason he got elected is because he was talking about issues. Mm-hmm. And he was right on all these issues, and and I'm I have to say, you know, I, I know it's very sort of everybody likes to to think that he is finished. I don't think he's finished, and as long as he's focusing on these issues and talking about this stuff, um. I, I, He's got, he's got a, he writes his own future. Well, it's very, and, and, and it's funny. He got, you know, he goes after McConnell, which is, you know, you know, as sometimes I, I get that a lot of people are exhausted by the Trump way of doing things. And like, for example, he did a video talking about uh, a, a parental bill of rights mm-hmm. in public education. And he talks about pink haired communists teaching uh, teaching in classrooms today, and you and you sort of cringe when he says pink-haired communist, kind of like you cringe when he talks about old crow being the most corrupt person in Washington mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. You you and I cringe because mm-hmm. we just want him to focus on. But you know there is a magic to the way Trump sort of calls out his enemies, and and but but none of it to me matters as long as he is focusing on the issues and. That's what he's doing right now. I mean, I talked to him a fair piece, and I was getting on him about the debt ceiling and spending and stuff like that. But he usually doesn't listen to me on spending stuff. <laughs> right. Other things, I'll give it a maybe, <laughs> Charlie. But on spending, I never had much luck on that. Neither did Mick Mulvaney. Neither did Russell Vote. <laughs> uh, but hey, we got to go there yelling at us. But it's, you're right. He is talking issues. Uh, economic issues. DeSantis is not, nobody else is. 
And I think it'll probably serve him well. Anyway, I wish we had a lot more time. We're going to figure figure it out the next time. Uh, Charlie Hurt, folks, read him in the Washington Times. Best Washington pundit by far. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, WABC and Newsmax, Greg Kelly on his new book.